Why have you summoned me? Demon, I, King Solomon, chosen by God to rule Israel from all the sons of King David, wish to be entertained. Uh, you, you sound a lot like that, uh, that factory tour guide. What's a factory? Nothing. What's a factory? Uh, um, um, what do I look like? A podcast host? No, I said I wish to be entertained. I wish for you to give me a minute-by-minute rundown of all my numerous extra-biblical escapades. That is, the adventures of I, King Solomon, who was definitely me. Hmm, as you wish. And I also wish, Demon, that you besprinkle these episodic tales with various extra-special bonus episodes. It seems like you're asking for a lot. Silence! Do as I, Solomon, command thee. Just make sure to sprinkle them judiciously. We don't want all bonus episodes. What don't we want? All bonus episodes! Your wish is my command! Oops! Well, howdy folks, and welcome to another episode of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we normally examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist minute by terrifying minute. My name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. Mm, Keenan Diaz? You, oh my gosh, Solomon was just here. You should have seen him. Oh, I've never been in the same place as Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> the same can be said for all of us on Earth today. <laughs> And we are still your holy guides on this journey through, oops, all bonus episodes as we stand in solidarity with the WGA and SAG after strikes. And folks, you are in luck this week. Last time we got extra biblical. This week we are getting extra, extra biblical as we continue our examination of the apocryphal text of the Testament of Solomon. Kenan, what do you remember about the Testament of Solomon last Ooh, week? This is becoming my least favorite segment. What do I remember? <laughs> uh, so King Solomon um, yes. was going along and he wanted to build the temple yep. and he was granted or he found or he discovered a uh-huh. ring with a uh, with a hexagram on it. Yeah, with the, um, with the seal of Solomon. The seal of Solomon. It's, it's, it's uh, convenient for him that it had his name. Yes. Yes, right? <laughs> yes, it's very good. If it, if it had somebody else's name on it, it would be, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. be it. Uh, so it's he given was, to him by St. Michael. Oh, good. Okay, great. Right, right. Because he went into the non-existent temple to pray and ask how to, <laughs> you know, how to deal with that demon. Right. And they said, you shall yeah. build a temple here. Yes. Yes. So oh. he, he <laughs> wanted to build the temple. And mm-hmm. so he was um, he was out there trying to, uh, try to do that. And mm-hmm. uh, if I remember correctly, an unrelated story that then unites us all together. Um, there was a demon who was out um, uh, uh, besetting a, a young boy. Like yes. a young man or a young boy. Mm-hmm. And that demon was... Um, uh, the way it was uh, infecting this young man was that mm-hmm. it was in his sleep uh, going and sucking his thumb. Sucking his thumb. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. out from the thumb would come all the goodness and all the all the health and vigor and vim of this young man. And so right. this young man went to Solomon to complain about this. And mm-hmm. Solomon How do you went out- eat a Reese's Pieces? <laughs> I... <laughs> Wait, how does how does he eat Reese's pieces? I don't know. I imagine this demon um probably <laughs> he, like he takes he takes a little bite out of the edge, right? <laughs> and he sucks all the peanut butter out. You know? That's so wrong. It's I, not- it is. Yeah. <laughs> so Solomon's like, here's what you do, kid. You take this great ring that was given to me by St. Michael mm-hmm. and you uh you go and uh, and uh, this will help you. And so mm-hmm. the kid takes the uh, the ring and right. he throws it at uh, the demon and it hits mm-hmm. him in the chest mm-hmm. and does some kind of magic on him and now the demon is like not only am I um you know completely weak now I have to do what you say. And right. he follows the kid back to Solomon and Solomon's like who the hell are you? And he's like this is my name and so mm-hmm. since you have my name you have my power now and not only am I going to um you know help you build the temple I'm going to help you uh uh, give you all the knowledge to find all the other demons. Mm. It was kind right? of like a yeah. Well, it was like it was like a, a one of those like three Billy Goats bluff situations. <laughs> the Billy Goats bluff. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it because it was like, like wait 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 wait. You know, uh, I uh, I have I have met lots of bigger and stronger friends that can help you. Don't don't make me <laughs> right, build the temple. Right, right, right. right. I don't want to break a nail. Yeah. Right. <laughs> See other ones. I'm, I I know uh, digits. I'm. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? That's one thing an, I know. I'm an expert, you might say. <laughs> what to do with little little male people's digits yes yeah. <laughs> oh i don't know if we can keep that in uh, <laughs> well i don't know if we have any indication that this guy uh, ornius right um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which means whether, pesky yeah he's the pesky demon whether he did this to anybody else or, or any other genders like was it this this one kid that he liked doing this to or was it no, was yeah, he doing it, it all say, the time yeah yeah and it yeah it doesn't really say well it, it, uh solomon asks him like like what he does mm-hmm. you know for a living or well uh, for a for a eternity demoning. yeah yeah, demoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and he says that he you know he visits other people in his sleep right he takes the form of a woman and he does like kind of the uh, the succubus thing right okay great which is you know i mean he's a, he's a thumb sucking demon so mm-hmm. you know, it, it all tracks yeah so that's about all i can remember anything okay. else we left off that the folks at home would need <clears throat> I think that's it. I think that's it. And, uh, you know, uh, they can they can always cross check us uh, by going back and listening to uh, our first episode of the Testament of Solomon. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You're trying to and get those down. I thought you were going to say go and read the Testament of Solomon. because it's. A oh, book. no, no. <laughs> no, no. Redownload our episode. Yes. That's, and tell that's all your friends. Much more beneficial to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need no dusty book. We got we, we got you here on the Exorcist Minute. Uh, <laughs> But no, very, very good. Well done, Kenan. So Thank yes. Thank you. So yes, uh, Ornius is like, wait, wait, wait. I can bring you many uh, bigger, stronger demons than I. And he mm-hmm. even offers up the Prince of Demons. Right? And we were wondering like who this Prince of Demons is. Um, but yeah, we're going to see that. Uh, and Kenan, can you guess who the Prince of Demons is in this tale? No, it's not someone that we've already met who turned like the the kid doesn't turn out to be the Prince of Demons or something no, like that. No, no. Okay. Ooh, that would be a that'd be a good <laughs> twist right there. <laughs> no, I can't. And that was Ornius just trying to get like the good like princey goodness that's inside him. <laughs> you know. It's like a royal Reese's pieces. Right. You know, or peanut butter cup. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Um no. like a hot pocket. <laughs> bite the edge of a hot pocket and <laughs> Suck on it all throughout dinner and just <laughs> <laughs> maintain eye contact with your parents. <laughs> I love how we keep on choosing foods <laughs> that you specifically don't do that with. I'm sure there's other foods that, that are that are much like we could talk about like, you know, the kid is like, you know, a glass of chocolate milk and Ornius is using a straw. <laughs> To suck out the life for we could say he's um he's 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 a gogurt packet. Um <laughs> folks, if you know gogurt, that was a really funny joke. Yes, um, yes, yes. But yeah, okay, so let's let's get back to this. So, okay, so so back to the story. So this is actually very interesting. Keenan, it is none other than Beelzebub. Aha, uh-huh, I've heard him. Yes, you have. Keenan, what do you know about Beelzebub? Mm, well, William Golding invented Beelzebub in 1959 in his novel, The Lord of the Flies. Okay, all right. Interesting, interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's wrong, but... <laughs> but interesting nonetheless. Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, I I Google Beelzebub translation. It says, in one understanding, Beelzebub is translated literally as Lord of the Flies. Aha, uh-huh. yes, yes. So. And actually we're gonna we're gonna get to that a little bit later when we <laughs> when we talk about the the etymology. Not the entomology, but that would also be appropriate here when we're talking about flies. All right. Yeah. So it's Keenan and Google on one side versus Lester in this one. So Lester and his vast happens. infinite knowledge, which I have uh, <laughs> obtained from 72 demons. Which they could be lying, folks. So, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Or or they could just be on the internet um, just furiously Googling things. It's like, oh, God, he asked about Beelzebub. <laughs> what does Wikipedia say? Ah. Anyway, okay. But when you hear the name Beelzebub, like, do you think the devil or do you think, like, another demon? Right. I think the devil. Yeah, absolutely. So Beelzebub is, like, um, the devil's uh, nickname, like, um, Algernon, <laughs> that he uses when he goes into town in The Importance of Being Earnest. Yeah, they use Algernon ah. and, and, and Ernest, yeah, for um, for their trips into town. I see. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So we have, like, yeah, we have Beelzebub, we have Lucifer, we have Satan, we have, um, oh, what are some other, uh, Old Scratch. Right. Uh-huh. Right, or Old Nick. Yeah, actually, same thing with me. Uh, for a long time, I always thought it to be another name for the devil, right? Satan, the devil, Lucifer, mm-hmm. Beelzebub, Mephistopheles, you know, right. our good buddy Mephi. Uh, <laughs> then in high school, uh, I read Paradise Lost. Or, okay, <clears throat> rather, 
I lied and <laughs> said I read Paradise Lost. And the teacher believed me, and oh. I got 100%, folks. <laughs> And it was because my idea for a book report was so unique that she completely overlooked the fact that it contained almost nothing from the actual book. So what I did was I recorded a fake interview with the devil. And it was this thing where he was like promoting his new book, Paradise Lost, that he was starring in. Right? But Keenan, but Keenan, Keenan, here's the thing. It was just me. I was asking myself the questions. <laughs> and when I answered as the devil, mm-hmm. I just did a thing with my voice so that it sounded like the devil. Which is like the cheapest trick ever. That's the first and last time I've ever done anything like that. Um, but yeah, I got 100% because on my tape, the devil admitted that he was a Britney fan and he invented Napster. <laughs> Not only did I get 100%, but she played it in class. And for once, everyone was laughing with me, probably. <laughs> So this is why you've become a podcaster, I suppose. Yeah, I think this was this was the the um, the early the early whispers of of my podcast destiny. Yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, memory lane. Um, now so, you've talked about Paradise Lost several times on this show. I have, so, yes. so now you've read it, or do we just no, no, want no, to have I, the, yes, yes. Them, have the listeners, uh, um, yeah, guess about whether you folks. Read I it. I have read Paradise Lost. I promise you. Since then, I have read it. I promise. I just when I when I was forced to do a book report about it in high school, I lied and still got 100%. <laughs> which I think works thematically with Paradise Lost anyway. So yeah, I, I, okay, so I was trying to say in Paradise Lost, which I have read and I actually really like. Not sure if y'all can tell that, but uh but yeah, in that poem, John Milton makes Satan and Beelzebub two different characters. Uh-huh. And that was the first time that I had come across that. And after reading that, I was like, oh, okay. I guess I was wrong this whole time. And The whole time? The, the whole time, right? <laughs> and this was reinforced by like all of these other books on demonology and the occult, which I later discovered, which claim that there are not one, not two, not three, but seven princes of hell. Yeah, corresponding to the seven deadly sins. And folks, we might do an episode on that because the supposed hierarchy of hell is really interesting. Lots of sources say that there are seven kings to match the uh, the seven deadly sins, but none of them can agree on who rules what, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, they all all agree uh, Lucifer is pride. Uh, Memon is greed, mm-hmm. Asmodeus or Asmodeus is lust. We're going to actually going to meet him in this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Beelzebub, once again, separate from Satan, is usually either envy or gluttony. Mm-hmm. Um, the writers can't decide. Um, <laughs> Leviathan is in there. It's bananas, right? Um, and yeah, and I, I kind of want to do an episode on that now. And Leviathan um, is a female demon or no? Um, I think he is. It's see again with these with with these um, these these uh, these demonology books, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody can agree, right? So sometimes <laughs> it's a female, sometimes it's a male, right? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are there are seventy two demons that that Solomon had. Sometimes mm-hmm. there are thirty six, like in our mm-hmm. story, right? Right. And again, thirty six, seventy two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, and 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 and. There's a whole hierarchy in the lesser key of Solomon. People are, uh, or demons are, are dukes and princes and 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 knights and presidents. Mm-hmm, right? right? Yeah, it's all it's it's all over the place. Yeah, but all of that to say, Beelzebub is not a new name. In fact, it may have come from one of the Canaanite gods, originally um, Beelzebul, which itself is thought to be derived from Baal. Um, and that's not the first time we've heard from him, mm-hmm. um, and it won't be the last, but I've read some texts that say um, Beelzebul or Baalzebul could simply mean Lord of the Heavenly Realm because Baal apparently just means Lord. Mm-hmm. So Baalzebul could be something like Lord of High Places, Lord of the Skies, Lord of the Heavens. Um, and so then Beelzebub could be, and this is what some scholars say, the Israelites making a derogatory pun mm-hmm. um, because they considered the Canaanites uh, to be pests. So it's like, huh, Lord of the Skies, more like Lord of the Flies. Am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so but now that's Lord where of the Flies, could... it's a scary term. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, now it seems like um, it's it's something like terrible, like like the Lord of like carrion and rot and right. and corpses and death and and you know these like these these beasts associated with death, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, it's really cool how like these these things change over time, right? Same thing with like witch hats. I believe the idea of like the artistic depictions of of witches with pointed hats was that was like like the the old timey version of like political cartoons oh, so okay. it would it would be the christians drawing um the practitioners of the old religion and they would put it they would be putting the pointy hats on them mm-hmm. um which is never depicted themselves wearing pointy hats right um and that was because um it was an old outdated uh piece of fashion. Mm-hmm. And so they were trying to say, look at these, look at these, you know, backwards, you know, hillbillies. Mm-hmm. They're still, they're still wearing like last century's fashion uh-huh. and they're still worshiping, you know, they're still practicing last century's religion. Uh, but okay. Okay. So, so, but in this story, mm-hmm. uh, Beelzebub is the equivalent to the devil. So we right. have come, we have come all the way around, right? So now, now Beelzebub is back to being just the devil. It's another mm-hmm. name for the devil, right? Um, so that's who this is. So Solomon has summoned the devil. Well, okay. Sorry. He's summoned Orneus, the pesky demon, mm-hmm. to summon the devil. Right. A- actually, okay. He's summoned Uriel to summon Orneus, the pesky demon, to summon the devil. Oh, no, no, no. He's, he's summoned the little boy, the, sum, the thumb-sucked boy, to summon Orneus, and then he summons Uriel to summon Ori- Orneus, and then Orneus goes and, and summons the devil. Right. But yeah. that poor boy, because that's the way surnames worked back then. So it's like so oh, his, his son would be like Jacob, son of son of uh, Philip, the thumb sucked. The, the, the <laughs> right. thumb sucked, right? Right. So, so for generations, it's like my name is Peter, the thumb sucked. <laughs> oh, God. Lesser thumb sucked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The third. You see that temple? I built that temple. They don't call me Jacob, the temple builder. <laughs> <laughs> but a demon you got- sucks your thumb one time. One time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, so back to our story. Um so so it's at this point the narrative takes like a weird turn, right? We're not with Solomon, we're with Orneus as he goes to fetch Beelzebub, right? So this is this is verse uh verses 13 through 15. So here we go. So Orneas took the finger ring and went off to Beelzebul, who has kingship over the demons. He said to him, Hither, Solomon calls thee. But Beelzebul, having heard, said to him, Tell me, who is this Solomon of whom thou speakest to me? Then Orneas threw the ring at the chest of Beelzebul, saying, Solomon the king calls thee. But Beelzebul cried aloud with a mighty voice and shot out a great burning flame of fire. And he arose and followed Orneus and came to Solomon. And when I saw the prince of demons, I glorified the Lord God, maker of heaven and earth. And I said, Blessed art thou, Lord God Almighty, who hast given to Solomon thy servant wisdom, the assessor of the wise, and hast subjugated unto me all the power of the devil. And I questioned him and said, Who art thou? The demon replied, I am Beelzebub, the exarch of the demons, and all the demons have their chief seats close to me, and I it is who make manifest the apparition of each demon. And he promised to bring me in bonds all the unclean spirits, and I again glorified the God of heaven and earth, as I do always give thanks to him. So yeah, so there you go. So Solomon has successfully brought the prince of demons into his court. And according to this text, it sounds like not only is he the uh, the leader of all the demons, but it says that he uh, makes manifest the apparition of each demon. So he is the creator of the other demons? So is he going to work like the, um, you know, the, the king vampire? Like once you get them, then you got all the other ones? I get, well, I mean, I guess once you have the king of the demons, or I guess the prince of the demons. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right, right, right. You, you, you got them all, right? <laughs> right, it sounds like it. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, so then, according to this story, can you guess, Keenan, what is the next st- thing that, that Solomon does? Well, I thought they'd go build the temple, but I guess not. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, Solomon's got time. He's got a magic <laughs> ring. So... The next thing he does, he asks Beelzebub, 
Lord of all the demons, mm -hmm. if there are lady demons. <laughs> <laughs> to which Beelzebub says, yes. And of, of course. <laughs> of course. And so Solomon is like, I want to see lady demons. <laughs> and Beelzebub is like, sigh. And he goes off and he brings Solomon this demon mm -hmm. called Oniskelis, okay. who had, quote, a very pretty shape and the skin of a fair-hued woman, but Kenan, she also has donkey legs. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> and, and, that's what, and that's what her name means is donkey legs. Oh, I see. Right? And this is where that, you kind of- That's an aptonym for you. That's an aptonym, right? <laughs> there we go. Because if her, if her parents had named her something else- Like beautiful legs. <laughs> but okay, actually, I, I wanted to check- <laughs> Keenan, what is what is your take uh -huh. on like the first thing Solomon does is like, are there lady demons? I want to see lady demons. <laughs> Don't make me answer that. You know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> this you, is Solomon, Keenan. You know why? Yeah, this but... is the king of Israel. This is this is the, the builder of the first temple. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's a man before you know twenty before twenty ten. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. And Beelzebub is just like, ah, oh, all right. <laughs> I know where this is. I've met yeah. people before. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, so like this is where you kind of see the seams of the story, folks. Like okay. you realize that a lot of these demons don't actually exist outside of this story, right? Like like Oniskelis' name literally means donkey legs, right? Right, uh-huh. So like it's just made up for this story, right? Ornius means pesky. Oniskelis means donkey legs, right? It's very like Cinderella Rumpelstiltskin-y. Like, these aren't established demons that have been, like, around. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so so yeah. the author of this text is inventing these, these creatures, yeah, yes. That is, that is what I have come to understand. Uh-huh, yes. right. Right. So, yeah. So Solomon questions Oniskelis, and she says that she dwells in caves and ravines, and she perverts men from their true natures, and sometimes she kills them, and sometimes she has sex with them. Oh, wait, um, in which order? I, well... <laughs> That hey, matters here. <laughs> we're not making judgment calls on demons, okay? I don't want to get any angry emails from demons generalizing them. So I'm just going to say, mm -hmm. whatever you do, demons, you just, you do you. Right. Okay? We respect you. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So Solomon asks how she came to be. And she says, I was born of an untimely voice, born from an echo of the utterance of a man, as one translation puts it. But there's an older translation, and it goes, quote, I was born of a voice untimely, the so-called echo of a man's ordure dropped in a wood. Now, Keenan, I apologize in advance, uh -huh. but go ahead and look up the definition of ordure. Uh -oh. Don't Google image search. <laughs> I am on a work computer, so okay, okay. let's do what we can here. Oh. <laughs> yep. Why they to say it like that, though? Yeah, I, mm, I don't know. It's 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 old timey sounding. <laughs> Right. right. So yeah. So let's read this again because I, I want I want full understanding. Okay. Um, I was born of a voice untimely, the so-called echo mm -hmm. of a man's ordure dropped in a wood. Okay. So more specifically, the echo of a man's ordure. Right. It sounded really beautiful until I found out what ordure means. <laughs> yes. So so folks, just yeah, just just to clue everybody in, so that your your uh, um, computer history is safe. <laughs> An ordure is poop. Right. Yeah, it's a poop. Um, yeah, so it's so I'm taking to mean that she was born from a fart. Uh, a fart caused by a poop. Yes. Yes, so not just a fart, free free and clear. A shart. <laughs> yes, exactly. So she's born from the echo of a shart. <laughs> <laughs> See... Now, we wonder why <laughs> this wasn't accepted as canon. <laughs> oh, oh, well, there's plenty of gross stuff in the Bible when you actually <laughs> read through it. <laughs> but now, folks, this is what I mean, right? 
Oniskelis is is not in any other texts. There is no other demonic lore about her. Mm-hmm. She didn't come like Beelzebub from another religion. Right. She appears to be made up just for this story, and she was born <laughs> from a fart. <laughs> and so scholars are wondering, like, is this satire? Mm-hmm. Like, is is this like a joke? Like, well, it is like that. This a is a satyr, so you know, right? So this is Ken. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that, oh, thank oh, thank is, is you like a satyr, for that yes. for that prolonged. <laughs> No, I got it. It took a little bit. You I had to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke about like Roman literature mm-hmm. and and, and uh, about donkey legs. I get it. I yes. get it. Now. Mm-hmm. So it took me a little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, but so is this whole thing like a candide or something like that, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Where, so like that... you could misread it and think it's serious and go that's very weird, but once yeah. you know it's a joke, then everything is funny. Right. So, I mean, it's like, now let's go back to the thumb sucking. No, no, no. Let's not go back to the thumb sucking. But, like, no, it, it calls into question the whole kind of, like, like what this is supposed to be, right? right? Okay. And this might be the first real hint that this <laughs> this might not be canon, perhaps because the intention, maybe, was right. not religious instruction, but, mm-hmm. like, entertainment. Right. Right? So, may, it may not have even been trying to be canon, hmm. right? Yeah, this is the key here. This is the, the clef right, to, yeah. to understand the rest of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and then you notice, right, like there's there's a lot of demons in here that are not found anywhere else, mm-hmm. right? Like almost, almost as if they were made specifically for this story. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are either ridiculous, like mm-hmm. like Pesky Ornius or Oniskelis here, uh-huh. or they're like literal personifications of things like envy or strife, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of them, like when they introduce themselves, they'll say like, I'm why men are like this, uh-huh. or or I'm why women are like this, or, or I'm why they this shitty thing happens sometimes in the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's me. I do that. Like, that's my department. Right. So now I'm like, it, but yeah, that's that's an interesting kind of like lens to look at this through. Uh, so Solomon asks what star she resides in. Because remember, like she did that, or uh, Solomon did that with, with Ornius as well. Yeah. What's your and sign? She, where do you live, basically? Yeah. Right. What do you do? What's your sign? Where do you, where do you live? <laughs> right. How can we, how can we call you if we need you again? <laughs> right. All right. Emergency contact info. Yeah. What's your what's your manager's name, right? <laughs> yeah. But okay, so she uh, so so Solomon asks what star she resides in, and she says the full moon. Okay, and that's that's unusual, or it is unusual, like to us right now, to modern day readers. But mm-hmm. folks, like like back in the day, right? Like stars, constellations, planets, astral bodies—they they all seem to be regarded as the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So they would have like the moon be included in that. Right. Like they're all just lights in the firmament. Right. Remember, we talked about the firmament being kind of like this this dome, this blanket over the earth. Right. With all these little these all little pinpricks of light in them. Mm -hmm. Right. So occasionally Solomon will ask what star they come from and it won't be a star. It'll be like a constellation or it'll be like a phase of the moon. So like like multiple moons here, right? Like, so she's not the only one coming from the moon. Like we have someone coming from a crescent moon or a, oh, a okay. yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, so her home is the full moon specifically. I don't know if we can make another, like, like dirty joke about that. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't normally make full moon jokes, but now it's my job and it's I like, mean, you know, I come from the echo of a fart <laughs> And my home is the full moon. There's a full moon out tonight. No. It's kind of low-hanging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you just got to take it. Sometimes, right? right. Yeah, right. So, okay. So so then Solomon asks which angel it is that frustrates her or I guess like counterbalances her, right? Oh, okay. Um, And at first, she says something like, it is the one who dwells in you, which some scholars take to mean like, oh, this is the spirit of God working through Solomon, right? But in the text- Because that's like what a lot of- that's what a lot of early Judaism is about, is distinguishing Yahweh as the God, as opposed to being one of the gods, right? Right, yes. Mm -hmm. Like that's the first commandment, right? Right, thou shalt now have no other god before me. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, yeah, and like uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reading up on this. Back then, though, they there was a, uh, hmm, I guess, I guess it changed over time. Mm-hmm. But there was this understanding that that not that God was the only God, mm-hmm. but that He was the strongest God. Right. Mm-hmm. And that really, really interests me. It's like, like, like you shall have no other gods before me. Right. Those other gods who who I acknowledge the existence of. Right. Like, but I'm better than them, right? 
So I thought that was really yeah, interesting. Yeah, and then eventually there's I anything that you see as this, these manifestations of the God that comes from me anyways. Yeah. Because I'm right, the one who right. created the heavens and the earth and everything in them. Yeah. All of those fake gods, they don't exist, right? Right. But yeah, so that's Oniskelis' answer when when um, Solomon asks, what angel is it that, you know, um, that that frustrates her? And she says, the one that dwells in you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so so scholars are like, oh, you like, might be talking about like God, right? right? Yahweh. But in the text, Solomon thinks that she's taunting him. So she has, so he has one of the soldiers like, like strike her. Yeah. <laughs> And then she says, oh, no, 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 it's actually the angel Joel. Oh, okay. Right? So, mm, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit confused about that. Like, because the other one seemed true, right? It's like, it's, it's the, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how you can take that as an insult or a mock. Um, eh, Solomon knew. Yeah. That's yeah. why he's Solomon and we're just That's two chuckleheads. He, there we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, I thought this angel was made up for this story. There are angels who come later, just like the demons, who mm-hmm. seem to be made up specifically for this story. Um, but this one appears in several Jewish apocryphal books alongside like Michael and Gabriel and Raphael and, and Uriel, whom we've already met, and Michael we've already met. Mm-hmm. Um, and folks, you might notice like all of these angels' names end in L – um, and that's actually one of the names of God. And so these names translate to different things. Like uh, Gabriel means uh, God is my strength. And Raphael means God heals. And Michael translates to who is like God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that name, Michael's name, people have gone back and forth about that one, right? And this is ah, this is why language is so tricky and so fascinating to me, folks, because they're like, oh, does it mean like he who is like God? Mm-hmm. Or is it like rhetorical? Like, like who dares to presume to be like God? Who is like God, mm-hmm. right? And you look at the stories uh, and Michael is always in opposition to Satan who presumed to be like God, right? So, right. so his name could be seen as like a challenge to Satan. Like, like you presume who is like God? You think you are, right? Uh-huh, okay. But then, Keenan, I didn't know this until just last week. Mm-hmm. Do you know about Michael and the Jehovah's Witnesses? Oh, no. So apparently- they believe that first interpretation, he who is like God. Mm-hmm. And they also see that he is an archangel. Mm-hmm. And so they say, aha, you know, like archangel, like, like, like uh, a leader of angels. Mm-hmm. And so they conclude Michael is Jesus in pre-human form. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like before Jesus was Jesus, he was Michael is what, is what they believe. Right. Jesus always... Because of the nature of Jesus, <laughs> he existed before he was born, right? Right, yeah. right, right. So we, so, so that's across all sorts of denominations. But so then they're saying like, oh, okay. So Michael, as we see him, is where Jesus was before he existed. Yeah, and right? that's and really then, interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, and that way you can be like, oh, he who is like God. Uh-huh, right? That's, uh-huh. that's what Michael means, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, you know, like me and my my, my Catholic upbringing, and mm-hmm. you know, Michael's my saint. So I don't uh-huh. know, like I got I got my own opinions about Michael. Okay? <laughs> you like but, them being separate because because that's I, your guy. Because yeah, that's my guy, right? <laughs> um, well, they're both my guys, so you know. <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> oh, I like that. So but yeah, yeah. So the L, so that's like um, Elohim, um, which is oh, one of the yeah. names of God. And so that L, that L in Elohim means God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, and I had to look this up to, to remind myself so that Elohim mm-hmm. is, is a plural version of God or gods. And that's again, like, like, that's what's so fascinating about it. Like in that etymology, as I understand it, like, like him having a plural name is not to say that he is polytheistic, but, but again, to reinforce that he is not only is he God, he is God's Right, because he's yes. so he's so God that he is God's. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm so God <laughs> that I'm all God's. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Whoops, all God's. Um. So that's interesting. So I hadn't put that together that the L and Michael and Gabriel and Uriel mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, and like, uh, and and we're gonna see a lot of um, now. Anytime you you um, you know you guys are like playing a video game mm-hmm. and there's like an angel or a demon because the the demons also have like you know these uh, these L's in their name, right? Like just look for him. You'll, like you'll be able to see him. Azrael yeah. and... Uh, exactly. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's, he's one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to come across a, a couple of them in this, uh, in this story, but yeah. Okay. So yeah. So, so back to our story here. So Solomon is talking to Oniskelis and Oniskelis says that her counteracting angel is Joel, mm. which some translations say means um, Jehovah is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, we got like, like talking about, talking about the God, right? 
Um, and so uh, Solomon doesn't need to summon Joel. Like he he needed to summon Uriel for uh, for for. Ornius mm-hmm. to do what he's told, but um, he doesn't need to do that for Oniskelis. Uh, he just says, okay, uh, go spin the hemp into rope for the temple. And so that's her job now. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so uh, Ornius was, is going and he's cutting stone and now um, uh, Oniskelis is uh, uh, spinning the hemp mm-hmm. into rope for the temple. Uh, now, sometimes he has the demons do a job that is like specifically like thematic to them. Like it's either painful for them or it's something that like they don't like doing. Okay. Um, uh, or something that they're like weak against. Um, and other times it's just like a random thing. Um, or it could have some significance. Um, but like, you know, that it's lost in the translation or it's right. lost mm-hmm. in time or something like that. Like, so we don't know. Like, maybe, maybe that is like, oh, very poetic, like having Oniskela spin the rope. But like, we don't understand that right now. Yeah. Right. In 2023. Right. Um, like, uh, so buttons used to be sort of a, a swear. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So is your old man. Oh, so buttons. <laughs> so buttons? Yeah. Like, I don't get it because we don't sew buttons anymore. So we don't care. <laughs> Well, we don't sew buttons, but but people still sew buttons. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to. So, mm-hmm. so maybe it's yeah. We don't we don't associate with like drudgery or anything. But uh, maybe they mm-hmm, did. Mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard go kick rocks. Go kick rocks, which we all understand yeah. is boring yeah. as hell mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and pro- and potentially painful. Um, <laughs> right. Go go fly a kite, which doesn't sound bad. Yeah, <laughs> go fly a kite. Yeah. Um, take a hike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Can you imagine, like, like Solomon is just like, okay, you go fly a kite, you go kick rocks, mm-hmm. you go jump off a cliff. Well, that's actually, right. you know. Jump off a billy goat's gruff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you yeah. sew buttons. Yep. Oh, yep, yep I don't yep. want to. Well, buttons haven't been invented yet. <laughs> but yeah, so... So after Oniskelis, uh, Solomon summons a rather famous demon. Um, he features prominently in Judeo-Islamic lore. He's actually in that story in the Talmud, Kenan, the one uh, that you had alluded to earlier. Um, in that one, he tricks Solomon into giving him the ring, mm-hmm. and then he punches him into the stratosphere. <laughs> This is like an anime uppercut. Right, exactly. He changes his shape so that now he looks like Solomon. Oh, cool. And then he goes and sleeps with all his wives. Oh. Sleeps with his mother. Oh, what? I Yeah. And basically pretends to be Solomon while mm-hmm. Solomon is away having like his own adventures trying to get back to Israel, oh. right? Um, but why, he's, would, he's also, why would Bathsheba sleep with him just because I do, I have not read like. this part yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is very very um th- uh, this this was a slapdash explanation. <laughs> I might be wrong about a couple things. I'm like, gonna have to go back and look. Yeah, is it saying something about her? Like, cause she comes from a different tribe, and that's she's a Hittite, I think, and that's why mm. like that's why it's like a big deal. that Solomon is chosen, I believe, um, mm. you know, to be the king. Like, yeah. and that was like, oh, that's God's wisdom. Is that even though he's not like part of the legitimate branch, he's uh, mm, you know, mm, mm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then anyway, like, like so Solomon gets back to Israel and uh, this demon just skedaddles. <laughs> gets out of it. He's like, whoa. <laughs> but that seems to be his thing mm-hmm. is like he seems to be kind of like another one of these like funny, pesky, like, uh-huh. oh, that darn demon, right? Uh-huh. And this demon, folks, mm-hmm. um, if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, his name is Asmodeus, oh, um, okay. or sometimes uh, Ashmedai or Asmodeus, mm-hmm. right? Um, and yeah, so he this this is the, he's he's pretty established. Okay, he's also the main villain in the Book of Tobit, another non-canonical text, which interestingly he references here, like mm-hmm. literally, like you might remember me from such classic extra biblical <laughs> tales as the one how the angel Raphael defeated me with a fish. Right? <laughs> So now our story is drawing on some established lore. Like everyone who reads this is going to know uh, Asmodeus, mm-hmm. right? Um, or Asmodeus or Ashmedai, right? Um, and his intro here is pretty cool also, right? So this is, this is verses 21 to 25. And I at once bade another demon to be led unto me. And instantly there approached me the demon Asmodeus, bound. And I asked him, who art thou? But he shot me a glance of anger and rage and said, And who art thou? And I said to him, Thus punished as thou art, answerest thou me? But he, with rage, said to me, 
But how shall I answer thee? For thou art a son of man, whereas I was born an angel's seed by a daughter of man, so that no word of our heavenly kind addressed to the earth-born can be overweening. Wherefore also my star is bright in heaven, and men call it some the wane, and some the dragon's child. I keep near unto this star. So ask me not many things, for thy kingdom also, after a little time, is to be disrupted, and thy glory is but for a season, and short will be thy tyranny over us, and then we shall again have free range over mankind, so as that they shall revere us as if we were gods, not knowing, men that they are, the names of the angels set over us. And I, Solomon, on hearing this, bound him more carefully, and ordered him to be flogged with thongs of oxhide, and to tell me humbly what was his name and what his business. And he answered me thus, I am called Asmodeus among mortals, and my business is to plot against the newly wedded, so that they may not know one another. And I sever them utterly by many calamities, and I waste away the beauty of virgin women, and estrange their hearts. And I said to him, Is this thy only business? And he answered me, I transport men into fits of madness and desire, when they have wives of their own, so that they may leave them and go off by night and day to others that belong to other men, with the result that they commit sin and fall into murderous deeds. And I adjured him by the name of the Lord God Shabaoth, saying, Fear God, Asmodeus, and tell me by what angel thou art frustrated. But he said, By Raphael, the archangel that stands before the throne of God. But the liver and gall of a fish put me to flight when smoked over ashes of the tamarisk. I again asked him and said, Hide not aught from me, for I am Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Tell me the name of the fish which thou reverest. And he answered, It is the Glanos by name, and is found in the rivers of Assyria. Wherefore it is that I roam about in those parts. And I said to him, Hast thou nothing else about thee, Osmodeus? And he answered, The power of God knoweth, which hath bound me with the indissoluble bonds of yonder one's seal, that whatever I have told thee is true. I pray thee, King Solomon, condemn me not to go into water. But I smiled and said to him, As the Lord God of my fathers liveth, I will lay iron on thee to wear. But thou shalt also make the clay for the entire construction of the temple, treading it down with thy feet." And I ordered them to give him ten water jars to carry water in. And the demon groaned terribly, and did the work I ordered him to do. And this I did, because that fierce demon Asmodeus knew even the future. And I, Solomon, glorified God, who gave wisdom to me, Solomon, his servant. And the liver of the fish and its gall I hung on the spike of a reed, and burned it over Asmodeus because of his being so strong. And his unbearable malice was thus frustrated." Okay, so we got a we got a lot of stuff to unpack here. <laughs> Solomon is uh, being kind of vindictive to these here demons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So that that was actually one question I wanted to ask you, Keenan. So I mean, Keenan, these are demons, mm-hmm. right? These these are evil evil demons, right? <laughs> but I don't know. Reading this, you know, with with a modern twenty twenty three mind, mm-hmm. I I kind of get the impression that Solomon is being a little bit of a bully here. <laughs> yeah, a little. All right, I mean, the, in the criminal justice system, these demons should be seen innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I guess just by being demons, mm-hmm. right? It's like they're already condemned, right? I guess so. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, like, and and some some readers of this text say, oh, like he was so mean to Asmodeus because mm-hmm. um, he like he was he he was trying to um, I don't know like contain his power. Oh, right? uh-huh. like, with the iron like, and the, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, and and making him hold the water jugs, mm-hmm. and then you know, like making him smell this awful fish, which apparently I think it's supposed it, it, the um the 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 fish is the glanos, which mm-hmm. I think is a is a type of catfish. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So folks, if you're ever um you know worried that uh, Asmodeus is on your trail, um <laughs> you know, to, you just uh, just you know burn some catfish and uh, and you should be okay. All right. If you're ever worried that Asmodeus has been sleeping with all your wives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> After he Would... punched you into the stratosphere <laughs> and it took you several months to walk home. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you come home and you find yourself, right? <laughs> Getting up to all sorts of, uh, of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And you say, how dare you mock me, Asmodeus? <laughs> 
And then all, all the other demons, they, they stick their heads in through the windows like, Asmodeus, Asmodeus. <laughs> oh, 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 Asmodeus. <laughs> I will say, okay, again, again, the Apocrypels did that joke. Okay. Aww. But yeah, so uh, like, yeah, he, he now now he's got now he's got Asmodeus. And Asmodeus is specifically um, uh, uh, making the, the clay bricks, right. which I, I guess he's um, like he's, he's he's stamping out the, the clay with his feet. Mm-hmm. So he's... Um, uh, that involves water. I, I, Keenan, okay, full disclosure here. I don't know how you make clay bricks. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, yeah, you take but, you take uh, mud, uh-huh. and uh, and and yeah, that's how you. So you, it's literally mud that you turn into clay. Okay, because because specifically, Asmodeus like begged not to be near water. Right. Mm-hmm. So and then he's like, okay, you're gonna make the bricks. And at right. first, I was like, wait, I. And I was I was looking for it's like okay you're gonna gather all the water but <laughs> this does nothing but but uh, uh, tell listeners how little I know about making bricks. <laughs> no, I've never done it myself. But <laughs> you go down to the river and you dredge mud, certain types of mud, and then you have to go mm-hmm. and yeah, stamp them out and, and dry them and and then turn them into tablets that you fire. Okay, if, so if there I, we go. So, if I remember correctly, so Asmodeus is is getting his feet dirty and wet. Yes. Okay, so and not only that, but he's also carrying like a bunch of pots right. um, uh, filled with water on his back while right. he's doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got to deal with that fish smell as well. <laughs> All right. So, poor Asmodeus. I'm, I'm just going to say, poor hashtag Asmodeus. justice for Asmodeus. Um, yeah. No. I'd let uh, him sleep with all my wives. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a, I'm sensing a loophole in, in, in your promise, Keenan. <laughs> sure. Go ahead. Hey, go you know ahead. what? You know what, Keenan? Mm-hmm. Um, currently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would do that too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah. So <laughs> So after this um Solomon calls back uh Beelzebub and sits him down on a throne mm-hmm. or a raised seat. Okay, actually before this, it, like okay. So it Keenan, did this did this bother you a little bit mm-hmm. like the order of things? Right, like we started out this this episode, it was like we're gonna meet the king of De- the prince of demons, right? right? Beelzebub. Mm-hmm. We meet him very, very briefly, right? And so far, this episode has been all about Onesceles <laughs> and Asmodeus, right? And now we're getting to to Beelzebub, yeah, who is the prince of the demons, right? But like he showed up before for a little bit, like I mean, if we if we wanted to like make this into a better narrative, right. like wouldn't mm-hmm. wouldn't we have waited and have like now it's all uh, Beelzebub? Right. In modern stories, you kill the bad guys in order of their badness. Right. And that has yeah. not quite happened yet. No. But yeah. But anyway, so so now Beelzebub is back. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly, different from how he has treated the other demons so far, mm-hmm. right? He sits Beelzebub down on a throne or like a raised seat. And he asks Beelzebub why he is alone. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not sure what this means, uh, since up to this point, all the other demons have been alone as well. Right. Um, it could be that, that Solomon is implying that, oh, he's a king. Where is his queen? Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. Now that Solomon knows there are female demons, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right. Why have none of them married you? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, like, like every demon so far has shown up alone. So we don't know what this question means implies exactly. And again, it might be like we, we might have lost something in the translation or whatever. But Beelzebub answers and he says that he alone is left of the angels that came down from heaven. Okay. And that he was the first angel in the first heaven. And that his title up there was Beelzebul, which again, right, it could be Lord of the Heavenly Realm mm-hmm. or Lord of High Places. Again, implying that this, like in this story, Satan and Beelzebub are the same, right? Because this sounds a lot like Lucifer, right? right? Mm-hmm. And Beelzebub continues saying that now he controls all the souls who are bound in Tartarus. Now, again, this story is believed to be written by Greek Christians, and we can see the use of Tartarus here as like maybe an attempt to bridge that gap mm-hmm. between like their old religion and this new one. And yeah, folks, just a really quick um, explanation of Tartarus. That's from Greek mythology. Um, that's an underworld uh, uh, place. It is a, a place of punishment, of suffering. It's it's dungeon-like. It's, it's where the titans were put. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, so so Tartarus kind of being synonymous with hell here. Okay. But yeah, okay, so then Beelzebub says, but I too have a child, and he haunts the Red Sea, and on any suitable occasion he comes up to me again, being subject to me, and reveals to me what he has done, and I support him. 
Hmm. Well, and that's, people- that's my sort of like uh, soap opera revelation. <laughs> Beelzebub mm-hmm. has a son. Right. Right. And but no, yeah, you're you're right to kind of like wonder at this. Like uh, other people are are also like questioning this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is he talking about is he talking about Leviathan? Mm -hmm. Right? Like like this this um creature in the sea, or is it like behemoth? Or people think it's like, oh, is this the Antichrist? Mm -hmm. Right? Like whoever it is, it's nice to see that he has a supportive dad. But that could be like physically support him because he doesn't have legs or something or he has spider legs. Oh, Keenan, why do you got to take – Keenan, let's give the devil his due, okay? Right. Yeah. Sympathy for Asmodeus and, and give the give, give Beelzebub his, um, right. his baby boy. <laughs> his bouncing baby boy. Right. He has to support him because he's made entirely of vines or something. We have no idea. It could be, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did. You support him, <laughs> says Solomon, right? Because he can't, because he can't help cracking jokes, right? Uh, but yeah, like, and another interesting thing here is that while the meetings with the other demons seemed like interrogations, this one almost seems like an interview, right? right. Like he gives Beals above that that seat. Um, they're talking about personal things, like why is the devil alone, and that he has a son, and also unlike the other demons. Solomon doesn't force um, anything on Beelzebub, mm-hmm. right? Like he doesn't—he doesn't have the guards bind him or hit him or or do anything like that, right? And we're also going to see in the next couple of verses that not only is Beelzebub able to talk back to him, mm-hmm. but he can also deny a request. Do you think that's because of his stature as a prince, like because he's like he's royal? It could be. Yeah, I personally like this next little uh this little bit right here so uh this is this is verse uh 27 i solomon said unto him beelzebul what is thy employment and he answered me i destroy kings Mm -hmm. i ally myself with foreign tyrants and my own demons i set unto men in order that the latter may believe in them and be lost and the chosen servants of god priests and faithful men i excite into desires for wicked sins and evil heresies and lawless deeds and they obey me and i bear them on to destruction and i inspire men with envy and desire for murder and for wars and for other evil things and i will destroy the world hmm. so we've we've kind of fallen into this rhythm mm-hmm. of like what's your name where do you live what's your sign mm-hmm. what do you do and to the answer of what do you do he says to king solomon i destroy kings uh-huh, right i really like that <laughs> then we get to verse 28 um so i said to him bring to me thy child who is as thou sayest in the red sea but he said to me, I will not bring him to thee. But there shall come to me another demon called Ephippus. Him I will bind, and he will bring him up from the deep unto me. And I said to him, How comes thy son to be in the depth of the sea? And what is his name? And he answered me, Ask me not, for thou canst not learn from me. However, he will come to thee by any command, and he will tell thee openly. So now here we can see that Beelzebub can deny a request from Solomon, mm-hmm. right? It's like, no, I'm not going to bring my son to you. <laughs> I don't know why we brought him up in this story at all then. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we're actually, we're actually going to meet him. Oh, oh, good, 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 good. Yeah. But it's interesting to see here that Solomon can't order the devil to, to fetch his son. Mm-hmm. But the devil's like, well, yeah, you know, you're going to see him eventually, right? <laughs> like you can call him yourself and he's, he'll, he'll come. Mm-hmm. So then we get verse 29. I said to him, Tell me by what angel thou art frustrated. And he answered, By the holy and precious name of the Almighty God, called by the Hebrews by a row of numbers, of which the sum is 644, and among the Greeks it is Emmanuel. And if one of the Romans adjure me by that great name of the power Eleath, I disappear at once. Uh, and then we have a little footnote from um, from one of the scribes. It says, the text must be faulty for the word Emmanuel is the Hebrew. The sum 644 is got by adding together the Greek numbers. Mm. Okay, so already, you know, so we're, so we're getting some commentary by the people who are transcribing right. this. Um, so, okay, a couple of things. This is further proof that we're talking about the devil because the only one who can stop him is God, is Emmanuel, right? Okay. Um, also, we got some numerology here, um, also known as uh, arithmancy, uh, also known as um, old math. <laughs> no. Um, 
but it, it is called a uh, uh, gematria, okay. um, and it is a numerological system by which Hebrew letters uh, correspond to numbers. Right. Um, it's a way to determine like your inner purpose and your life path, right? Like using using your given name, you match up the letters with the traditional numbers associated with them, and mm-hmm. then you use like a formula to find your number. Right. Um, actually, okay, Keenan. Did you hear about like the monster energy drink controversy? Is this that you drink too much monster energy drink? Um, that that's another controversy. <laughs> Is this when um when you moved back to America and uh-huh. uh, you stayed with me and my girlfriend at the time in Los Angeles, and uh-huh. we'd say, "Hey, uh, do you need anything from the store?" And all you would ever ask for is monster energy drink, <laughs> and and my girlfriend would be like. Don't buy it for him. He drinks too much Monster Energy drink. <laughs> and I would say, no, come on. We asked him <laughs> when he walked to the store. <laughs> and we got to buy him Monster Energy. She's like, don't do it. <laughs> it's so nice that she cared about me. <laughs> yeah. She was like, he's, he's drinking too much of it. <laughs> that's, that's unhealthy, right? That's unhealthy. <laughs> and, then you guys, and then you guys came home that one day without any Monster, and you found that that on my chest was scratched the words monster energy drink. <laughs> it was, and then just under that, the three scratches that is the right. logo for the monster energy drink, right? That was everything. It's like, oh my gosh, we, we better obey him now. <laughs> right, so we got- The devil is asking for more monster. We got you as much as she can drink. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, do, do you want any Red Bulls? No, no Red, Red Bull. Bull. <laughs> It gives me wings. I'm the devil. I don't need. <laughs> so is that the uh, monster energy drink controversy? That is that is not the that that is in fact a a, a true fact. That is not a controversy. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, that you drink that is, too that much a, and a monster. Yes. yes. <laughs> Currently, as we are recording, I have a, a can of. Um, well, it's not monster. Um, it's a it's rain energy oh, drink. Oh my! Uh, you've changed yeah. brands. I have. <laughs> you've come a long I way, find- baby. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's just whatever is the cheapest. So. <laughs> At the time, Monster was cheaper than Red Bull. Oh, so, yeah. I see. Yeah. So an equal yeah. opportunity um, um, addict. Addict, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, my girlfriend and I broke up later that week. <laughs> <laughs> But it wasn't about that. Oh, it wasn't oh, about I, Lester. <laughs> no, no, of course not. It was about all the monsters <laughs> that I made you buy. No. No, I don't know if you remember that because obviously I remember. But like, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, you, you would come back and you needed a place to stay. And then my yes, girlfriend no. and I broke up and she's like, you know, this is just too complicated of a time to have a house guest. So we had to find a new spot for you. Wow. <laughs> Oh my goodness, <laughs> Keenan! I had I I didn't know like what? Well, no, I don't know if I knew. I can't remember. Was I aware that you guys were going through like a thing? No, we were. I mean, no, we weren't going. It, <laughs> it was a very sudden sort of breakup, and then it was like, oh, and then we have a house guest. What a terrible time for a breakup. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just I just gotta I just gotta make sure. Mm-hmm. So the breakup was not like in the process no and i just like like just kind of like no not at all situated <laughs> no. invited myself over to your no, place not, while you not were not at having... all we okay, were, okay. it was a perfectly fine no 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 so and, and just so we're clear like we we're, we're friends now like like you know oh, my ex-girlfriend and, I'm, and my current you know my current boyfriend mark uh-huh. he bought you as much as much monster as you would want see for sure <laughs> I might, I might just drop by again. <laughs> yeah, come on over. Absolutely. Yeah. Whenever you want, come over. We'll, we'll, we'll stock the fridge with Monster Energy drink. Yay. Okay. <laughs> but no, that that is not the uh, the Monster Energy drink controversy. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. So so the the one the one that other folks might know of <laughs> is apparently okay. So this lady makes a video a while back saying that the three scratches in the logo look a lot like the Hebrew numer- numeral for six. Okay. So it's it's not the scratch marks. It's actually three sixes in Hebrew numerals. <laughs> well, I have a couple of uh, issues with that. I was going to say, can we see the problems with this? Well, first of all, um, scratches look like a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I as, as, as we can attest to, as we have just done like a three-part deep dive... <laughs> It, like they can look like a, a stick figure of the devil. Yeah, anything you want. 
Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the idea that 666 is uh, the devil's number comes from the last book of the Christian Bible. Correct. So what would the, what would that have to do with Hebrew letters? Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm just gonna skip all of this because you've you've pretty much explained oh, okay. it right there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't really work when I ask rhetorical questions and then you answer them. Oh, oh, um, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, read this. This but is no, good. This is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so no, actually, yeah, no, folks, Keenan is absolutely right. So firstly, 666 is a completely Christian concept, mm-hmm. right? It comes from the New Testament in the book of Revelation, right? The last book, right? Um, has no significance for um for for the Jewish people at all, mm-hmm. I am I am told. Um, but if you did want to write here, here's the other problem, Keenan. Mm. If you did want to write 666 in Hebrew numerals, um, so uh Rabbi Philip. Weintraub uh, says in, in an article, it would actually be uh, Tav, Resh, Samech, and Vav. Uh, so that would be 666, not just 666 uh-huh, in right. the single digits, right? So that's interesting. They do something like that in, in Japanese too, where like you literally use different characters uh, depending on if it's like a teens or a tens or a hundreds right. number, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, so 666 is written differently from just like three sixes in a row, right? right? Um, also, again, folks, sorry to you know burst everybody's bubble on all the, the fun demon stuff, but <laughs> scholars also say now that the 666 in Revelation is mm-hmm. probably a reference to Caesar Nero uh-huh. because they hated him so much. Right. So there you go. So Legion, 666, it's, it's oops, all Romans, <laughs> right? <laughs> But yeah, so um, anyway, so that's that's the that's the the monster energy drink controversy. Um, <laughs> one of them. One of them. <laughs> uh, and this this part of the episode was brought to you by Monster Energy Drink. Unleash the beast. The beast. The beast. Oh my God, Keenan! <laughs> it was right there in front of us. <laughs> we didn't see the forest for the demons. No. We would have been more alert if we had been drinking Monster Energy Drink. Yeah. yeah right. Um, you ever have one of those days where one minute you're soaring through the firmament and the next minute you're bound by a magic ring to serve the king of Israel? (laughs) Building a temple can be dry work. And that's why during a break time with the boys, (laughs) I reach for monster energy drink. Not only does it quench my never ending thirst, it also gives me pep, sharpens my mind. And makes me feel like a real demon. I'm just kidding. Solomon doesn't let us take breaks. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So so back to to Beelzebub. Um, so our guy Solomon listens to everything he says, and then he's like, "All right, that's nice. Um, now get out there and start cutting the marble for the temple, <laughs> right?" And when the other demons see that Beelzebub is also enslaved, <laughs> they they quote cry out with a loud voice, howling because of their king Beelzebul. So yeah, so now he has the king of demons or the prince of demons. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, half one, six, wait, wait, <laughs> uh, wait, 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 um, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, half, trying, half, a dozen, trying, half a dozen on I one know. hand, six, six, six on the other. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you got it. You, you, you knew where I was going. Okay. But yeah, so, so they, like, they're, they're shocked to see, uh, you know, their leader also being enslaved by Solomon, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. And in the text, it actually says marbles. And not marble. Uh, that's interesting. So I wonder if that's just like how the stone was pluralized back then, because it can't, it, it can't, Keenan, it can't be that Beelzebub is out there cutting marble, <laughs> like little, like these tiny like little toy, marbles? toy marbles to play marbles yeah. with. That wouldn't. That wouldn't be. That's. That's not. That's not what they're saying. I don't believe so. <laughs> okay. When um today when we say marbles like that, it would be like um the Elgin marbles, which are the statues and things inside the Parthenon. Huh. Yeah, I don't think that's what they're saying. No, 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 no. Okay. So so it must be like the marble stone that he's cutting. Or little, you know, little marbles to play marbles with, <laughs> little no. balls. Why does he want why does Solomon want him cutting? Like that's 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 the demon's only recreation right now. That's all they so you got you got your you got your 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 fearless leader mm-hmm. who you you have just discovered is is also enslaved by Solomon. Right. And you were taking a break. You were playing marbles. You, you, Ornius and Oniskelis were just, you know, like playing. Mar- I don't, I don't know the rules of marbles, folks. I can't, I can't do this joke justice. It's, uh, it's you, you just- like pogs. 
Pirates. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember Pogs? Well, you you just won you just won like the best marble in in the in the bunch. Exactly. Yeah, and then and then like Beelzebub shows up, <laughs> and you're like like hey boss, and with with the saddest of faces, he takes this 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 cleaver, <laughs> and he slices your best marble. You're supposed to stop him before he slices it. So that he knows it belongs to you. How are you going to do that? <laughs> you say, He's no, Beelzebub. no, let him have my favorite marble. Don't slice it in half, King Solomon. Oh. <laughs> See. It's like, oh, clearly this marble belongs to her. <laughs> <laughs> she cares about it so much. <laughs> exactly. And that little marble grew up to be one of the marbles in the, the Parthenon. <laughs> brought it back there we go so now it's over yeah it's it's done yeah okay so this is where we're gonna stop folks and we're gonna pick back up next week we still got a lot of demons to get through um i wanted to touch on the important ones here um and keenan and i are each gonna choose three of our favorite demons and we're gonna talk about them that's next week so stay tuned and treat your demons nice yeah criminal justice reform for demons yeah for real for real come on guys Okay, so that is all I have for this week. Keenan, is there anything else we missed? No, I think we got it. Folks, this has been another excellent Exorcist Minute. I've been Lester Ryan Clark. You can reach me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark. And I've been Keenan Diaz. You can find me on Letterboxd and Instagram as Howdy Keenan. Yes, we got our listener group, Compelling Conversations. Go check that out and request to join, and we'll let you in here with us. Thank you so much to everyone who has shared the show by word of mouth or on social media, and a big thank you to everyone who has given us a five-star ratings on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to our show. We really appreciate it, and that's going to help our little podcast grow and find more cool people like you. Mm. And yeah, folks, we want to say thank you again for sticking with us even though we're not talking about the movie at this time we promise we're not going anywhere uh we will start up our normal movie episodes after we have won this strike um we have episodes in the can but we're standing in solidarity with uh sag after and the wga okay keenan i think that's it are you thinking what i'm thinking i think i am lester all right folks until next time the, the power, power of strike, strike compels you, compels you.